Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is July the 7th, 2014, and I hope everyone has had a blissful weekend so far. I'm glad you're tuning in to the Bright Side with Technisha today and taking out your time. As always, it's wonderful. Uh, we've been getting a lot of great news and everything, um, great reviews, so I'm thankful for that. Uh, did, uh, yesterday, I was watching um, Candace's wedding. It was so lovely. I mean, he did... They did do a prenup and everything, but I wish the best for them in their wedding. Her dress was so lovely, wasn't it? Kind of reminded me of coming to America before she even said anything in the show. I was like, it does remind me of coming to America with the little oof, 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 oof. But it was real pretty. Only thing that really kind of upset me was the fact that her mom looked like she was just nonchalant about it. Like, this is your daughter's wedding. This is the happiest moment of your life. And you should want to celebrate it to the fullest, but, you know, each to their own if you if you don't want to do that. But, I mean, that's that's how I felt about it. But, I like I said, I do. I wish them all the best. Um, hope everything goes well with the relationship and keep, keep continuing to be strong. But, anyhow, we're going to hit you with a little tunes, and I'll be back after this. Dearly beloved, if this love only exists in my dreams, don't wake me up. Too much light in this window, don't wake me up. Only coffee, no sugar, inside my cup. If I wake and you're here still Give me a kiss I wasn't in your dreaming About to left Don't wake me up, 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 Don't wake me up, 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 Don't wake me up, 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 Don't wake me up, don't wake me Don't wake me up Yeah. 
up, 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 up. Don't wake me up, 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 up. Don't wake me up, 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 up. Don't wake me up. Don't wake me. Don't wake me. That was Chris Brown, Don't Wake Me Up. But today, I have a wonderful guest on. Suzanne Glover. Now, the thing that's so special about Suzanne, of course, she is an author and a hypnotherapist. She has written hundreds of articles for Positive Thinking and for her website, which is all based on Positive Thinking. Magazines and distributions on the web, as well as have authored the Effective Positive Thinking Program to empower you to live a better life. So today, we're going to be discovering how to get over the fear of failure, just to really let go of letting go and understanding what let go means, and to become magnetic to abundance, and to stop how to really stop yourself from living, how you stop yourself from living, I'm sorry. And what's really missing that keeps you repeating past behaviors? So here with us, let's give our warm welcome to Suzanne Glover today. And if you feel like calling in, you could do so at 347-426-3751. Suzanne, how are you today? Good morning, Technicia. I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. I'm glad that you're here because a lot of us have these issues that was just mentioned in the introduction. So, Suzanne, before we get into that, I would love to know more about your background that I probably didn't get in the introduction. Okay, well, you know, we all have our own wake-up calls. And for me, my wake-up call was when I became a model, you know, we all are do, we all do what we're told to do. I can, I'm sure that you can uh, identify with that. Well, I was told to be a model. So I went off, and even though my self-confidence was absolutely sub-zero, I became a model. But I got into an industry that absolutely, I tell you, it was dog-eat-dog. Nobody liked anybody, and there was a lot of mean stuff going on in there. So I had to figure out that if nobody was going to respect me, I had to learn to respect myself. And if no one was going to be kind to me, I had to learn to be kind to me. So I really had to learn to take care of myself emotionally. And what does that mean? It means that I had to learn accept, to accept myself in new ways. So now fast forward to where I became a seasoned actress. 
I had my own coaching studio, and I'm teaching others to survive in that world. So what I did was instead of, I sure, I taught them to walk, and I taught them to talk and be in front of the camera, but the basis of everything I taught them was to find new ways to love themselves. And that change is possible. So that, that led to becoming a hypnotherapist, and that's really my way of, of embracing the world, help you love yourself on a deeper level. Well, that's an amazing journey that you have taken, Suzanne, from <laughs> going from the modeling world to acting. Now you're an author. You're inspiring other people. So I really appreciate that. That's, that's inspiring and motivating enough just to have that type of journey. So, Suzanne, when did you realize that change was possible, that you could move beyond the self-doubts that hold you back? Well, excuse me, it's really, really when I was a model. But then you move into helping other people. So, sure, I had my own wake-up call, but then you move into helping other people, and then you see, oh, each person changes, each person changes, each person changes. And what's happening for them is they're changing, they're developing an inner trust and an inner love for themselves. I'll take an example of Jessica. Oh, I'm sorry, that's her real name. <laughs> a, a young girl I had in the <clears throat> studio. I usually use fake names. <laughs> but anyway, I had a young girl in the studio that had come in for six months. And um, I said, okay, you've been here for a while you're really getting ready to get out there in the acting world. What have you what have you found happening here? And she kind of was afraid to say anything, but she kind of said, "Well, uh, you make me feel pretty." Really? Wow, I make you feel pretty. Why? Because you accept me. And so I've learned to accept myself more. And that is the basis of really embracing yourself, your self-talk what you say to yourself on a consistent love basis and embrace it and learn from it because what you're saying to yourself, sometimes not so good. But if you can embrace it and start saying, gee, you know what? I'm accepting myself. Talk, that's a step to accepting yourself. So that was my wake-up call is really the modeling and then becoming more of a coach and a hypnotherapist and seeing the change, that change really is possible, not only for me, but for people around me. And that's hard to really accept yourself now that you mention that because there are many people in this world, Susan, are not happy with their appearance, their shape, their body, look, style, et cetera, you name it. That's probably what they dislike. And I feel like if you're one of those type of people, this interview is definitely for you dealing with the feelings of dislike, the hatred, and uncertainty of yourself. That can all weigh you heavily, and this is the time where you can learn to accept yourself, like Suzanne said, for who you are, and you will really feel incredibly enlightened by that once you find out the steps to really take. So we're going to get you into that and get you motivated. What What is really missing from people that causes them to keep re-experiencing those unfulfilling past behaviors? Sound familiar? I'm so frustrated. I'm lost, I'm overwhelmed, I keep going down the same path and ending up in the same place, and I don't know what to do with it. Does that sound familiar? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, it does. Well, what happens when you start embracing your self-talk and you're learning from it, instead of pushing it away, saying, oh, I'm frustrated, I'm not accepting what I'm saying to myself, I'm not, 
I don't want to hear what I'm saying to myself. I'm saying things like, oh, you're not pretty. Oh, you're not this. Oh, you're too this. Oh, you're too heavy. Oh, you're too this. That self-talk, we all, how many of us just put up a big hand and say, no, I don't want to hear you, all right? We, a lot of us do. What happens is the more you push it away, you know how um, a picture, let's imagine for a second. Imagine that you're pacing back and forth as a, it's breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me? Right. Can you hear me all right? Yes, I hear you, Suzanne. Okay, good. Um, imagine that you are a mother and you're pacing back and forth and you've got this child down here who wants something. Now, yes. you're pacing or you're, maybe you're not even pacing, maybe you're in the kitchen and you're trying to fix dinner. And it could be a child, it could be a dog, it could be a cat, any, anything or anyone or a husband, anyone who wants your attention. Just picture that for a second. You're in the kitchen, you're doing your thing, and you may, you may not even be a mother, but you are there and you're just doing and you're pushing it away. What happens? Don't they become louder? Doesn't the dog push up against you and go, hey, I'm down here? Doesn't the kid start screaming? Doesn't the husband go, come over and say, hey, I'm talking to you, babe? So your voice does the exact same thing. All you have to do in the kitchen is talk to this person and have a communication and have a dialogue with it to find out what this other entity around you wants. The same thing right. with your own self. All you have to do is step aside and say, you know what, <clears throat> you are really getting my attention and you are talking louder and louder and louder. I want to know what you have to say to me and communicate with it. And it's, it, the funny thing is, what happens to the husband or the dog or the when you give them a little attention, what happens? Oh, they feel really good. Tax, um, the the tail store wagging for the dog, they love that attention. Hubby feels good when he gets attention. My girls, they definitely love the attention. But when you're when you shown away, then they have their lips poked out, and it's like, oh, here we go. Let me get yeah. in mama mode. You got it. So what what do you think happens when you do that with your inner voice that's screaming at you and wants your attention? You feel really good because now you're taking the self-time, the self-love to really focus on yourself, which a lot of us don't do. We make excuses or we consider going to get your buying clothes or the accessories will make you happy, but that's not that's self, that's pampering yourself. That's not self-love. That's right, and and there is a way to embrace yourself. So I'm just gonna I I speak in stories because we can all relate to that. I'd like to take Sally for another example. She was a oh, gal in her 30s from Los Angeles, and she was always doing exactly what everyone else told her to do. She was striving to fit in. So her voices inside of her were, hey, you've got to be this way, you've got to be that way, you've got to be this way, and you're not that way, and you're a bad person. And her problem, Sally's problem was she was totally ignoring that self-talk of hers. But you know what her self-talk was? It's actually her inner wisdom trying to get her attention. Why? Because it actually was negative and she was afraid of it. But that's telling her exactly what needs to be fixed. Like your car has a problem and it's clunking and it's making a sound. It's telling you what exactly what it needs to be fixed. Now, well, once Sally learned how to not only embrace her negative self-talk, but to change it to positive self-talk, 
her self-acceptance blossomed, and she wasn't a slave anymore. And this is important. She wasn't a slave anymore to what other people wanted her to do. She broke free not only from what other people wanted her to do and the expectations of everyone, but she also started to love herself and embrace herself. And by the way, what I'm talking about, that this all comes from my program, the Effective Positive Thinking mm-hmm. Program. And yes, that ma'am. is pretty much the basis of level one, how to really start loving yourself and overcoming negative beliefs of the Effective Positive Thinking Program. I haven't mentioned that. Oh, well, I know it's in your book, but... Susan, if you don't mind, could we get a few little tips or steps to take to actually to self-love? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so the first thing you want to do, first thing is listen, really listen. Now, you're going to hear things that you really don't want to hear. I mean, you, yes. we don't want to hear that we're too heavy or we're not pretty or we're too stupid. or We don't want to hear those things. But if you can... Because if here's the first hint. Here's the very first hint. Now listen closely. Listen to what you say out loud, not what you're saying in your head. Listen to what you say out loud and become aware of your words. Because when you come, if if it has if if it's got you know um you know how some weeds have really strong roots and other uh, weeds have you could pull them up like nothing, but some roots some weeds you just can't pull them up. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you're weeding. Well, if right. it actually gets to your mouth, the root of that weed is so deep that that is one of the first weeds you really want to start um, hacking at with a shovel. Okay. So if it gets to your mouth, boy, that's, that's one of the most important things that you can listen. So how do you do that? A lot of times people will say, well, they, you have to change your awareness. So when you change your awareness to listening to what your words say, it's a different, it's like you're looking at yourself in a different eye. And it takes a little practice, but you can do it. So that's the first step. And there is, I mean, this is a very simple thing to do. Very simple thing to do. This is how you start. Then the, the problem that a lot of people get into after this is they start hearing all this negative stuff and they go, wow, I don't know what to do with this. Now I'm scaring myself. What do I do? How do I get over this? I'm hearing all these terrible things I'm saying to myself. What do I do next? The next thing you want to do is you want to start acknowledging it. Um, Just say, okay, I hear you. I hear you. Start having a conversation with it. Now, we're not talking becoming crazy, (laughs) but we're talking about hearing it. Asking it questions. Why do you say that? What do you want? Who are you? How many people are in your head, Technicia? That's that sounds crazy. But one time, it does. Yes, it, that's that, scary because that, it's almost like split personality. But have you ever had the opportunity of hearing a voice in your head? You know, just that thought. And I'm not talking about hearing voices. I'm talking about hearing the thoughts. Thoughts come up. Well, I guess so. They said they said that the person inside you who's speaking is really supposed to be that inner child in you. Mm-hmm. But there's more than that inner child in you. There's the oh, okay. critic. There's the critic. Hmm. There's the dreamer. There's okay. the uh, the driver. And I didn't know any of this stuff. Um, I just happened to 
upon it in my own uh, exercises. And then I went to, um, there was one time in my life that I was going to a counselor for, I can't even remember what it was. And I happened to go to a new counselor, and she did this type of therapy. I had just had a session with myself where I invited all these voices to, who are you? Are you a critic? Who are you? Are you a dreamer? I just did that on my own. And then I walked into this person's office, and I said on the door it had some sort of therapy. I can't remember what it was named. And I said, that therapy sounds like something I just did. And we talked about it, and she actually there's a type of therapy that talks to these different people inside of you because it's all about who these different parts of you are and uh, coagulating them with the word, you know, co- getting them all putting together. There's a word for that. <clears throat> Allowing them to combine and synchronize together so that they're working as a board of directors rather than individuals who are crazy and determined to battle you down. Now, this sounds crazy, but if you give yourself a few minutes and just listen to your voices and listen to what you're talking about, you will start hearing a different flavor from one voice to the next. Okay, wow, you're a dreamer. Okay, who are you? I'm a dreamer. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. And then who else comes up? Oh, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? Who is that? That's not the dreamer talking. That's the critic. And you all have different. But it's about embracing these people. You know, we all love the dreamer. Oh, but the critic gets in the way. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, you're nuts. No, I'm not. And I think, now listen carefully because this is the key. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think a lot of us really don't listen and identify what's going on in our heads because we're afraid of it. But what happened the first time I did this on my own, and I let everybody talk, what do you have to say? And I let them go back and forth. The dreamer and the critic had an argument, whatever. The voices quieted down because I let them be heard. That's the most important thing is you've got to let these voices be heard because they feel like they're heard, just like the child, just like the dog, just like the husband. They all feel like they're heard. So then they don't push. So do you see how that can free you up to live the life that you want when you embrace what's going on in your head? Right. Oh, boy. It is a little deeper than just the inner child now. But, um, Suzanne, can't these voices in your head, can they be be helpful or can they be harmful to you, especially when it comes to your personal and professional achievement in life? They're all helpful to you. My my opinion... Is they're all helpful to you. It's how you react to them. Okay. So if someone says, um, if so, if if you're hearing the thought, and these, I say they're a critic, they're the dreamer. They're all thoughts. They're different parts of yourself, whatever they are. They're the insecure. Maybe it's the inner child saying, I don't want to grow up. I don't want. I only I only want a security. There's, there's a grown-up part of you that says, Hey, I'm going to be the person that's in charge. Whatever it is, you've got these different thoughts going on that are conflicting in your head. You can give them personalities. You can do whatever you want with them. But the important thing to do is to acknowledge and embrace them and say, what are you trying to tell me? Um, I'll give you an example. Recently, I was in a situation where it was rather negative. 
and I looked at it like, okay, this is a boot camp for my for maintaining my attitude and becoming more powerful because the environment was negative. So what's good in this environment, what's bad in this environment, my voices were coming out strong, and I said, okay, what are you trying to tell me? What it was trying to tell me, this is the key, was get out of this situation. So you see, was that negative self-talk bad? Not when I listened to it, and not when it's telling me, you know what, this is not right for you. Get out. And I'm happy. I got out. I'm happy. Amazing. My psoriasis cleared up within a day. I mean, well, two days. Once I got out of a negative situation. So my inner voice, if I had said, oh, you're just being, I need to just squash you and I need to not listen to you because you're being negative. No, it was my inner wisdom telling me this is not good for you. You need to do something about it. You see the distinction here? Right, I do. I do see the distinction. It almost sounds like you have to be kind of careful what you feed your brain because whatever you feed your brain, that inner voice will talk to you about it on a daily basis. Oh, you did this wrong. You did that wrong. So that's why I try to, Susan, I do try to be careful what I absorb from the TV, the movies, the magazines, even spiritual things, the wrong things like violence. Right, and I actually talk about that in the Effective Positive Thinking Program. It's interesting that you bring that up because I talk about the effect that media has on you. In fact, Mm -hmm. I have on my site, by the way, now that I think of this, I have a free quiz. It's a video quiz. And so if you go to EffectivePositiveThinking.com, on the home page you go up on the right-hand side, there's a black graphic that's a head, and it says, are you thinking negative? Take the quiz. It talks about the effect that media has on you. It talks about how much of what's in our head comes from the media, comes from the people around us. There. That's, and it's a free little quiz. It's fun. I made it up. I mean, I did it and did the video. So effectivepositivethinking.com and take the free quiz. So do that. That's, that's a start to see if you're thinking right. negative. Right. And it, is just, it would just help you. It's not... You're not crazy if you have voices in your head, people. We all have it. That's just the subconscious part of your brain that really talks to you. And I know a lot of people say, oh, well, it's me thinking. Well, you're not thinking by yourself. Your your brain is very powerful once you break it down into different formats and everything. It's, it's not really crazy at all. No, because uh, so. it's really tapping into your inner wisdom of telling you what do you need. If something, If you're telling yourself you're too heavy, Accept that you're too heavy right now and do something about it. As long as you push it away, you're not embracing it and doing something about it. You're never going to get thin. Well, you, I, don't, I don't want to say that. Somebody might disagree. You might get thin, but it's going to be harder probably. Right. right. So now you also mentioned about the fear of failure. It could be paralyzing. How can you move beyond it? The fear of failure First, you want to discover and recognize the mental blocks that you've created that cause you to feel out of control and disappointed in yourself. What does that mean? Again, listening to yourself talk and finding the blocks that you have created inside yourself that make you feel like you're, you're basically lying to yourself. Secondly, you want to realize that stress, depression, and fear, especially fear, come from your habitual pattern of thinking negative. 
which, by the way, becomes a physical addiction. I don't know if you know that. But your brain puts out a particular chemical when you're angry or when you're depressed or when you're fearful or when you're happy. And your body, just like heroin, just like coffee, just like tobacco, your body gets addicted to it. And it puts you in situ. It makes you think negative, mm-hmm. fearful, no. so that it gets its fix. So let's talk about Gloria from Chicago. She was a dropout, waitress on the south side, yet at 22 she started night school to get her high school diploma. What do you think happened? She had anxiety attacks, fear of failure and depression. Her mm-hmm. problem her problem was she feared she wouldn't measure up. She was listening to that record in her head. And she kept saying to herself, what if I fail? What if I fail? What if I fail? What if I fail? That was the record that was going on in her head, but she just pushed it aside. Instead of saying, what if, I, what if I fail? Well, what if I fail? What if I do fail? Why not answer that question? What if I fail? What, what will I have learned? She did not. But finally, now get this, she finally confided in her sister that she was going to drop out again because of that self-talk. See, she was addicted to it. But her sister turned it on to the Effective Positive Thinking Program, and what Gloria learned with the program, that it was her pattern of thinking, her self-talk that was tormenting her, that she was addicted to it, and she was talking herself into failure and didn't even know it. So how do you do that? How do you change your pattern of thinking? You give yourself permission to explore your, or embrace, like I keep, that's my sort of record right now, embrace your self-talk. So you get to the root of your negative thinking. And once Gloria did this, she learned how to do this, and she calmed down, and she had the confidence as well to make her life work on a financial basis because then she started learning how to become magnetic to what she wanted because she had already taken power of her thoughts instead of pushing them away. Okay. And we do. We sabotage ourselves so much because of our thinking style. Mm-hmm. And we're addicted to it. So what do you do to change that addiction? Whatever right. that help is, whether it's yourself helping, whether I don't think a spouse or somebody is, I think they're too close. You can get a therapist. You can get a program. You can get a book. You can get a tape. You can get all sorts of things. What happens, though, and I will warn you about this, what happens a lot of times, you know, I don't know if you can relate to this, and are we going to go on a break or... Do I have to oh, yes, we're going to end up doing a break. I'm going to do it right after you um, say this part, Suzanne, because okay. I want them to hear this. Okay. Well, what happens, I lost my thought, what happens when, you know, I think we can all identify with the term personal development junkie, where we're trying everything from left to right to left to right. Can you identify with that? Well, I can. I can. I have had friends to go through all this, too, myself included. Good. And what happens with that is you have a hard time staying motivated. Motivation is a hard time because it is a missing thing because you really don't know how to approach something or you get overwhelmed. So quick story, Teresa, 55, she, couldn't, she was a business owner. She was depressed. She couldn't focus. Her problem was she couldn't get anything done because she tried everything. She didn't know where to start. She started, she got overwhelmed, she did affirmations, meditations, visualization, biofeedback, you name it, she tried it. But she did it in a haphazard manner. What she needed, and listen closely, what she needed to learn was how to use a personal development plan so she could get focused. 
a plan with a step-by-step guidance for what she wanted, where she could learn how to effectively combine hypnosis and affirmations and meditations and achieve the positive self-talk to create energy and boost her along her path. And she did that because that's key to staying motivated and getting to where you want in life. And this is important. She's, she's, she harnessed you harness the synergy of all those tools and combining them for change with a strategic approach. When Teresa learned how to do that, and she learned to do that with a program, the Effective Positive Thinking Program, she started getting things done because she started using all these different tools all at once in a strategic, planned fashion. So she had help. So that's your next step. I never like to leave people and say, hey, you know, you're just going to go embrace your self-talk and you're going to be happy. No, it's going to take some work, it's going to take a plan, and it's going to take a little time. Give yourself that, that step up and you're going to see results. Right. But we're going to take a short commercial break and we're going to be right back after this and we're going to talk to Suzanne about more of the Effective Positive Thank You program. So don't touch that dial. You're tuning in to Blog Talk Radio. There's only one station that will keep you happy. Blog Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck for Dave 2037 so he can buy anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. What are you getting Steve 2037? Steve 2037 will be just fine. Okay, but don't expect to borrow my anti-gravity boots. Save something for the future. Put away a few bucks. Feel like a million bucks. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Chris, you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. And two, and two. There's your comic book collection, the race car bed. I'm young at heart, but I put money into my 401k every paycheck. I'm taking control over my financial life, and that feels pretty grown-up to me. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Are those body pajamas? This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. All right, we're back on the line with Suzanne Glover, who's explaining everything of how to get past your fear of failure, the part that's not fulfilling you because you're worrying about your past behaviors that you have to overcome. you got to stop sabotaging yourself. But before we actually took a break, Suzanne, 
I just wanted to say sometimes that we we come up with these negative thoughts because of thought stopping, which is the opposite of mindfulness, you know. It's like um, the act of being on lookout for negative thoughts and insisting that they be eliminated. The more you think about it, sometimes it doesn't actually go away. Oh, absolutely. Because you're encouraging it to come out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, that, I, I and it agree. does. It leads to anxiety. I agree. And and then asking yourself, well, why am I anxious? And And keep asking yourself, what is going on now? Of course, you want to be safe with all this stuff. You certainly don't want to be coming, have major panic attacks. But in a safe, safe environment, what are you going to say to your? I mean, as long as you're not too depressed. I mean, if you're having depressed, depressed thoughts that are coming from a body chemistry that's very, very depressed, then you need to get some help. Right. But if we're talking on an ordinary day-to-day basis because there are very, there are a lot of, of very sane people out there, and I'm not saying a depressed person is insane, but a very common, happy, so pseudo-happy thinking person has got a a massive amount of, oh, man, you did that wrong. Oh, man, I did that wrong again. You know, bad things that are saying to themselves that they can just so reach their potential much faster if they would just embrace what they're saying and say, okay, well, so what if I did it wrong? I learned from that. Come on, give me a break and start talking to it. Right. So, Suzanne, let's get into your program. What is this program all about, um, Effective Positive Thinking? Oh, <clears throat> okay, well, thank you. It's um, Oh, I wasn't ready for that one. So let's see. The Basically, in a nutshell, uh, the program is a way for you to overcome negative thinking and become a money magnet. So <clears throat> let me tell you how that – excuse me. Sorry. Let me just tell you a little story about – how I've told you a lot about the first level. The first level is how to overcome negative thinking. We've been basically talking about that for the last half hour. It uses, teaches you how to use, um, make custom affirmations. It uses brainwave meditations to help you get into a hypnotic state. It uses subliminal affirmations to help you open up to receiving change. It uh, uses affirmations subliminal that you can't hear, like a, like a dog whistle. You know how you can't hear a dog whistle, but a dog can hear it? Right. So there are affirmations that are on an audio that you can't hear, but you can. You can't hear them audibly, but your mind can hear them. And this, okay. this story basically tells you how that works. Because <clears throat> uh, one of my clients, Dave, he was 50 from Eureka, he relied on his body to make a living as a lumberjack because he did not believe he was smart enough to do anything else. As long as his body was strong, he could do anything. Well, guess what happened? Of course, he got hurt. He couldn't work. He lost his home. He lost his family. But most importantly, what do you think he lost? Hope. He lost hope because he could not see any other potential for his life. His mind was locked up in fear. He could not stop saying to himself, I'm not going to survive this. I'm not going to survive this. So there was a very, 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 very desperate situation. Led him back to drinking. He was in a borrowed house with a clock ticking for him to get out. Now, Dave, he, a friend of his, he actually was a friend of a client, and a client brought him in. What I did with him was really dig and excavate what, and I was using him as a guinea pig, 
what do you think about money? What are these problems? What is this and what is that? He had all sorts of fears about power, having power and having money, and they were very negative, negative things. So, And I had been experimenting with this for quite a while, so I made a subliminal affirmation tape for Dave. Now, what was on that tape was all about creating more power in his life, and it's okay to have money, and powerful people are good people. Just because you have money doesn't mean that you become a jerk. Because so, he had a lot of, and a lot of us have a lot of these feelings. If you listen to people out there, so many people, you'll hear, well, pe- rich people always get what they want. You know, well, that means if a rich person always gets what they want, that means that you're not a rich person and you're resentful to them because you're not getting what you want. You see what I'm saying? Right. Okay, so if you listen to people, they're just, again, is that root, that weed. It's got a heavy, heavy root, and that belief is making a, uh, a horn coming out your mouth. That belief is totally amplifying itself out the mouth. So I listened very carefully, Dave. Um, he, what do you call it? He validated all the thoughts that I had been hearing as a society, and I made him a subliminal tape, and it was very, very powerful. He listened to these invisible affirmations about having money that was good, having power that was good, rich people are good, whatever, whatever was on that tape. He listened to it night and day, and it was invisible. He couldn't hear it. But there, it's been proven that you can hear these affirmations in your head. There's a certain part of your ear that can hear these. So, long story made short, a week later, I gave him the tape. A week later, he's sitting in front of me, and he told me verbatim one of the affirmations that was on that tape. My mouth dropped open. Wow, a week. And he said, when I get what I want, the people around me get what they want. Something like that. I, can't, I wish I had written it down. So what I did was I incorporated that tape into the Effective Positive Thinking program. Because what it did, and here's the kicker, Dave did not even know what was on that audio because it was silent, right? But it allowed Mm -hmm. him to release. He released those unconscious beliefs and the lies that he had picked up about money. Not having money, you know, having money and power were bad, or this is, and this is a big one, that you can't, not become rich because rich people are bad. He realized these, after listening to this thing, he realized that these lies, that these were lies, and that gave him the ability to let go. And you know what happened? This is amazing. There had been a financial opportunity hovering around Dave for years. And it wow. was around, it was around, and he kept saying, no, 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 pushing it away. Well, once he was able to change his, con- his subconscious thoughts that he didn't even know he had around money, he went right, he drew that and attracted that opportunity. And that opportunity was one of the, um, there's a camp here that's very, very, ex-presidents go to this particular camp. It's a, I don't want to say the name of it, but it's very well known. And ex-presidents, and I mean, it's, mega bucks to join this particular men's club and i think women are allowed as guests but it's a elite club he got a job there as a supervisor and what's he around now positive powerful rich men because he allowed himself to be there and be with them and he is financial he's turned into such a money magnet he's got each each year that this has gone on because this was about five years ago 
he keeps getting these better and better and better and better contracts with this camp. You know, he made like $30,000 one month. No, wait, wait, not one month. I'm sorry, excuse me. It was like $15,000 one month. All of us out of the blue, a new contract came up. It was amazing. So that's the power of, of the program that I put together. Um, it helps you use things like subliminal affirmations to become attractive to money. It, alludes, it uses these subliminal affirmations to allow you to open up to change, to love yourself. It uses uh, self-hypnosis, um, teaches you how to do self-hypnosis, and it teaches you how to get to the root of what you're saying to yourself, turn it into positive affirmations, plug it into a hypnosis, uh, hypnosis med- meditation that I gave you in the program, which has brainwave, which we haven't even talked about. Brainwave meditations put you into wow. a state of hypnosis, which you just the mm. push of a button. You don't have to sit there and go om forever. So there you go. That's wow, it. it's pretty cool. Wow, it's, it's it is a, it is amazing. This this okay. is exciting. I love this type of information. This is stuff I can consider to keep myself going forward and get the negative thoughts out of my brain system. Now, Suzanne, you mentioned earlier about letting go, which that seems to be at the base of all positive change. But what does that really mean? It means it means about looking beyond your current possibilities. And what does that, what does that mean? You, have, you don't have to. Consider this. If you're holding on to something, you're believing that there's only a past. And this is a quote. Holding on is believing there's only a past, and letting go is trusting that there's a future. I have that on my refrigerator. I think that I said that. Knowing that there's a future. Holding on is, knowing, is believing that there's only a past, and letting go is knowing that there's a future. So what is that? Sure, you can quote all day long, Suzanne, but what does that mean to my life? What that means is trust. Trusting that you can start looking and visualizing a new future for yourself, letting go of what's happening right now and saying, you know what, just like that negative environment that I was in, embrace what you're saying to yourself let, and give yourself permission to let go. And move your eyes and your soul into a future that you want. And you'll start attracting it as long as you're happy. I know a lot of people say, oh, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, sure. But you do, as long as you do the work in the background, like Dave. He could have done all the visualization he wanted. He wasn't going to ever do that because he had all these bad thoughts in his subconscious that he didn't even know he Mm -hmm. had. You see? And so... And Dave did, he applied a lot of um, things in the program, too, you know, the affirmations, too. So it wasn't just the, he applied a lot more than just, he used the law of attraction, too, is what I'm trying to say. But you have to find out what's going on inside of you. Right. So you can really let go of it. So what letting go is letting go of the past, trusting that there's a future. Right. And that you have the power to move into that future by visualizing it and and being open to what your mind is is saying so that you can discover what's holding you back. Mhm. I do. I agree with that cuz we we constantly and I, I may have even been guilty of that you you play them past mistakes over and over in your head and you allow that shame and that regret to just shape your actions in the present but you know what I like about most of the time, I don't practice Buddhism, but, you know, they have little practices where you can overcome that, too. And I think one of them, his name was a John 
Chai, if I'm saying it correctly. And he was saying if you let go a little, you will have a little peace. And if you let go a lot, you will have a lot of peace. So, And that takes time. It's not as simple, but you have to take steps to practice accepting that. And every moment to me, that's like a chance to just let go and you feel peaceful. Right. Letting go, and this is true, letting go and feeling peaceful. But to let go, you can just, it's a lot of times people say, oh, I just have to sit here and not think and be peaceful and that's okay. But it is better to get to the root of what you're thinking. Like, right. uh, okay, Dave didn't really get to the root on his own. He used an audio. But if you embrace your self-talk, you can start learning about what you are saying. See, Dave wasn't open to listening to himself, so he relied on an audio. You can start listening to yourself and, and learning how to do that. Now, and I have another story. Mary was a shopaholic. She thought, so this is the, the point here is, she was trying to let go of shopping. And she was trying to say, okay, you know, I'm just going to be peaceful. I'm going to be fine. I'm not going to shop. But she couldn't okay. help shopping. Shopaholic, shopaholic, buy, 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 spin, spin, spin. She could not stop shopping, even though she tried. Addiction. Addiction. So what happened, though? What was her real problem? Was it shopping? Or was it something else that was driving her to shop? Mary's problem. Was she trying to avoid something else? I was guessing maybe she's trying to avoid something in her life that she didn't want to look at any longer, so the shopping was in the place of that? Yes. That could be absolutely. For Mary, how, that's true. Some people replace things that they're avoiding. And again, if they're avoiding something, so they would fill it up with other things. You're right there. But for Mary, her problem was that she had a life of chaos. She, her comfort zone was that she needed chaos in her life because that was what was happening in her childhood. So she created financial chaos in her life through the shopping. Once she got that and she was able to let go of of needing that chaos and recognizing that that was what her problem was, she let a lot of things change in her life. You see, so it's, yes, it's easy to say, oh, I can let go and I'm not going to whatever, but it's really more important to face the things right there in front of you so that you can consciously say, I'm okay with letting go of that. That doesn't serve me anymore. And I can move into my future. Make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. It does, and that, which brings me into the question: When when someone really dies and and there is that void that that's erupting, can you move through it and become whole again? Because it takes that takes time, Suzanne, to really get over that. Boy, that's a really that's a really deep, deep, deep subject. But I do have um, a quick little answer and a story for that. There's yes, no ma'am. doubt that. There's a huge void when someone dies. But that is the time to use tools and techniques that bring you the will and the desire to be alive and to be free from the frustration because the deeper you go in despair, the higher you can go into happiness because it's polarity. So you can become, it helps you move through when you find the strength by using the right tools to move through the challenges that life throws at you, you become a more integrated and happier you because you've moved through it. And yes, you have a loss. You do, and I'm not discounting that. But let's take Norma as an um, example. 
Norma was a retired school teacher, Milwaukee, and she was 78 years old, and she married her high school sweetheart, Stanley. But Stanley suddenly died, and after 60 years together, all of a sudden he's gone. Norma's problem was not only shock and abandonment, but she was lost and now alone, and she just spent her days totally crying. Of course. I mean, who wouldn't? But at 78 years old, she was losing her will to live. But Norma still had something to give to life. She didn't know it, but she did. So Norma's daughter gave her one of the Effective Positive Thinking Program's audios, and she started the meditation. She started listening, and she started feeling better. And she started feeling hopeful because she relied on an outside something to get her feeling better. And I don't care if that outside something is a meditation audio or a group or getting yourself into some situation that breaks the cycle. That's my key here, breaking the cycle of the depression, all right? Yes, he's gone. Yes, he's gone, but it breaks the cycle of the depression. So... For Norma, she went ahead and got the rest of the program. And although what she learned, and this is important, what she learned is although she missed Stanley, what she really missed was the love he gave her. Now, of course, he was a huge part of her life. But it was the love he gave her. Okay, so guess what? This is really cool. Instead of believing that Stanley's love died with him, she believed that she could keep it alive. How would she do that? By compiling all of his love letters in a book. Now Stanley's love was tangible and she was sharing it with others. So what did she do? She found a way to change how she thought about the loss. The loss was real. I'm not discounting that. He's not there. But she now was able to share with others through, her, through his love for her. So she changed the belief that Stanley's love died with him. And that belief served her and other people around her in a new way. You see what I'm saying? Right, I do. Now, yes, she still is. is missing Stanley, but she's not as depressed anymore. And it's helping her get through this life because she's still oh, that's here. Good. That's see? great. Cause that's hard That's hard to do to get over a lost one. Sometimes you grieve for so many years, people think it's so easy. Oh, you could get over it, but it, it's not a snap in the, within a finger. You, you just take time, but I'm glad that she's doing much better now. Yeah, she is. She is. She just had a triple heart, not triple. She just had a heart bypass, which is another setback. But wow. she's got the will to live. I'll tell you, it's amazing. Amazing. It is. Well, my um, one question I wanted to get into because one of the biggest problems we face today is not one to disappoint people close to us, which in many cases it holds us back from living. How do you move through that just to become who you want to be? And can you repeat that? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Um, One of the biggest problems we face today is not wanting to disappoint people close to us, which in many cases it holds us back from living. So, Suzanne, how do you move through this to become who you want to be? That's right. Yes, you make your mind makes you live up to people's expectations around you. That's true, and that's part of what's in the video at EffectivePositiveThinking.com, the quiz, the free quiz. You learn that you basically live up to other people's expectations. That's a huge part of our lives. We don't want to disappoint people. But when you start seeing yourself through different eyes, eyes that allow you to look deeper within yourself to find a new, truer you, you'll find a greater dimension of yourself. And that's where it all starts because you know how to look for it. 
So real last question, last story. Deb, 17, she was a high school graduate. Good grades, and she was on her way to college to prepare for law school. And it was one of the best colleges. Her problem was she didn't want to go to law school, yet she believed she had no other choice to do it because what were her parents telling her to do? Go to law school. Otherwise, if she didn't do it, she'd disappoint everyone around her. Well, luckily for her, she spent her summer away from home, and she got into working with me. And what happened, she started um, working with me and the principals of the program. She realized she had the power to make her own choices in life. And at every turn, she found a new dimension of herself. By the end of the summer, she returned home with, this is so cool, to become a veterinarian. And she actually had the courage to tell her family her decision. And here's the neat part, because she believed that she had, because Deb believed she had the power to make her own choices, so did her family. They liked the self-reliant dog that stood in front of them. And here it comes. They were happy. She learned how to tap into her own power to make her own choices. So here we are thinking we need to live up to other people's expectations and disallowing our own power. But when we come into our own power, people around us are happy that we found our power. If they're, you know, happy. Yes. Make sense? It does. It does. And the thought, it just comes into my mind and my face is tearing up right now because this is exciting news. So, Suzanne, last final question. Where can we get your program? Where can we download it from? Effective positive, excuse me, effectivepositivethinking.com, effectivepositivethinking.com. Sorry, I swallowed water. Effectivepositivethinking.com, and there's a book, Look, uh, there's a graphic on the front page that says the Effective Positive Thinking Program. And it takes you to the video that talks to you about it. EffectivePositiveThinking.com. And there's well, a so ton that... of articles on the site, too. There's like 300 articles. Okay. And a magazine that you can all all sorts of advice. Well, I hope people do go out and purchase the book. I think this is a first step to just get into self-love yourself and get out of that negative pattern that we're always stuck in, even when we don't think that we're in it. Suzanne, thank you for taking your time out with us. It was a pleasure. Thank you. It was a pleasure with, for me, too, Technicia. Take care, and thank you very much. You, too. Good day to you, Suzanne. Thank you. You thank have you. a blessed one. You, too. Thanks. Well, everyone, I thank you for tuning in with me today and in the chat box with me. Um, for the ones who may have come in late, I will always have this archived for you, so that will not definitely be a problem, so don't worry about that if you figured that you came in late and you missed it. Um, it will always be programmed. Let's see. Tomorrow I have with me Megan Cyrulewski, and um, she will be another special guest as well on my show. I forget. I think we will be talking about, if I'm correct, let me see, Megan and I will be discussing about, um, hold on, because I have to always get my thoughts together. We will be discussing about her book, Who Am I? How My Daughter Taught Me to Let Go and Live Again. So it's almost kind of like this part of the show. She went through postpartum depression, anxiety disorder, so we'll be definitely discussing that. So Definitely tune in tomorrow at noon. I will see you.
tomorrow, and you have a blessed day. Be prosperous. Don't let any negative thoughts get into your thought pattern today at all. Get them out your way. Pray about it, and God will take care of the rest. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless.